at the Arctic Ice Core Project Research Facility in Icy Cape, Alaska, 250 miles north of the Arctic Circle. It's 8.29 a.m. A dog cries as it walks through a scene of chaos. Rooms have been ransacked and bodies are laying throughout the facility. A man then emerges from the shadows. He appears to be dazed and exhausted. He is shirtless and covered in blood and armed with a handgun. He walks up to a broadcaster and turns it on. He then turns on a light which reveals a video camera which he activates. He collapses on a chair in front of the recording camera and begins giving a desperate but cryptic message. We're not who we are. We're not who we are. It goes no further than this. It stops right here, right now. Suddenly he is attacked from behind by a crazed man. They struggle and eventually face each other, both pointing guns at one another. Slowly they lower their guns from each other, then slowly turn the guns on themselves and pull the trigger. This is The X-Files Season 1, Episode 8, Ice, and you are listening to the Tape Store Podcast. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And it feels kind of weird because <laughs> it's been quite some time since we've <laughs> done an episode. Our, yeah, probably our longest little stretch. It has been. And, I, you know, we really felt bad about it. Um, I think, you know, one of the things we talked about was like, I think it'd be a good idea to probably take a hiatus during the holidays. Because two things were going on during this time. By the way, if you're listening, we appreciate it. You know, and yes. I, I take a tremendous... I took... Let me say I took a tremendous amount of like pride in the fact that we were always like right on every week, whether yeah. whether it was Thursday or maybe early Friday. You know, we tried to we, we we tried to hit that mark, and we were generally every week. You know, uh, but then two things happened: uh, the holidays hit, and we 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 traveled a good bit, and uh, we're just hanging out with our family, which you know comes first. Yeah, I mean, we weren't traveling far, but it was just, you know, festivities and things. and Right, and without getting into d- any details, believe me, um, work has been very difficult. Mm-hmm. So let's just say that. Yeah, and you guys know we're school teachers, so you, yeah. you, you have social media. But, you know what's going on. <laughs> right, and well, so, you know, and, and whether you're a school teacher or any job, really. any job it, you, you need to understand if you spend most of your time at that job and, and it's very difficult at that job, it really sucks the life out of you. And so between difficulties at work and spending time with our family and trying to just kind of get into a place where we're just like... Yeah, we kind of just... We checked out of yeah, everything for a we while. We did. And it was we actually... Did. It was good. It it was. Yeah. And... Uh, but but we thought about the podcast during that time. Yeah. You know, and, and we, we lamented that we... Just didn't either have the time or really the will at times, yeah, uh, to to really bear down and do it. But I think it was a much needed time. It was to the point where I think that uh, as we continue on, I think that it's important to take a hiatus, and I think it's important to take a break. Yeah, 
and uh, all those things. But you know, our our how we feel about our audience and our listeners, no matter how how many people listen, right? Uh, that hasn't changed. In fact, that's the reason why I thought about it. it wasn't like, oh, I want to really sit down and record myself talking about this stuff. It's <laughs> it's that we know there are people out there, dear friends, that really enjoy what we do, which is humbling. Yeah, and and we enjoy, you know, sharing and you know, a reminiscing small, and, and and a small part of their lives. We enjoy being a part of that. So we don't take that lightly, and we didn't take the fact that we missed a few weeks lightly. But we are back. Yes. So we could sit and talk about that, mm-hmm. but you know, we're not trying to therapize or anything. Um, but we you just know, keep it real with you guys. You know how we do. We do. And the fact is, and we've said this several times, and I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to kick it at a horse, but. You know, this isn't something that we do for a living. This is something we do to, you know, it's something we've always done as a labor of love, and it was for fun, and it still is. But um, the fact is, is that because you know we don't do it for a living, we we have to really make time for it, right? And uh, but I guess this is all in short to say <laughs> we're sorry that we skipped a few weeks. And I think going back, you know, when I look back at that time and moving forward. I think it's important that, you know, I think I think there should be a hiatus, and, and, yeah. and I think everybody needs a break every now and then. Yeah, you I can't think. pour from an empty cup. Be, but what I didn't like is that we just didn't prepare our listeners for it, and we just... We, we, we weren't prepared for it either, to be fair. <laughs> we just were like, oh, 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 this is happening. Right. <laughs> but anyways. But yes, we are back. So, X-Files. X-Files. You know, this episode, and if you are... Um, a, a horror fan, yes, and a John Carpenter fan. And when you think of John Carpenter, I always think of Halloween, Michael Myers. Yeah, but John Carpenter is also responsible for for other things, including the nineteen eighty two film, uh, The Thing. Yep. And this movie just screams The Thing. Yeah, it, this one I think is one of my favorite ones. It was a good one. It was a good one. It, it was, was good so because, suspenseful to the end. Yeah, it was a mix of the X Files, but it was also fit into. Uh, this survival horror genre, this formula that we had seen work really well before with, again, The Thing in, yeah. ni- in 1982. Which, okay, so, and the na- again, the name of this episode is Ice. Uh, it was, uh, air- it, w- it aired on November 5th, 1993. And uh, The Thing came out in 82, so this is just 10 years later. Yeah. You know, the older you get, the more you realize that 10 years is not a long time. <laughs> I Isn't know, it's true, it's true. It's so interesting that, that, that you know, how age changes your perspective of time it absolutely does but um this movie excuse me this episode was not only a good x-files episode but it it, it took you back to that yeah you know if you had seen the thing it should have taken you back there and uh so some science fiction also some horror x-files does well with both those things yes also well before i get into what i want to talk what i wanted to just say excuse me this episode was directed by David Nutter, written by Glenn Morgan and James Wong. Of course, we have Mulder and Scully, yes. you know, David Duchovny, Gillian Anderson. We love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode, uh, and again, going back through these X-Files episodes in chronological order, you know, we, we're on episode eight now, so right. we've, we've done we've done a show on seven. It's It's been like experiencing them for the first time. It is, yeah. And I have to say that to date, this episode right here, is probably the most jam packed with talent. Oh man! As far as with actors, not yes. just I mean, not David Duchovny, Jillian they're Anderson. Always fantastic. We know they're fantastic. Yeah, I'm talking about the people that come in as uh, supporting characters. Yeah, 
a tremendous amount of talent was displayed in this episode. You have to appreciate these these actors. Yeah. Um, Xander Berkeley is in this. Felicity Huffman is in this. Yep. Steve Hitner or Heitner, I'm not sure how you say that. And we're going to talk about all of them. And Jeff Kober. And we're going to spend some time. Yes. You know, we're going to spend some time on all of them. <laughs> but these are these are excellent performers. And all of this talent in one area with Jill and Anderson and Fox. Mulder, yeah, it's it, like it's too much. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, in a good way. Too much in yeah. a good way. So what we have here is uh, getting to the story is we have a group of uh, of, of a, a group of scientists. Yeah. Group of scientists. And they're like the top in their field. Yeah, they're the top in their field. Uh, something horrible happened to them at this facility in uh, Alaska, which is near the Arctic Circle. Yes. And after that cold opening, opening, which was very disturbing and, you know, scary and creepy, we open with another video, you know, mm-hmm. which is the... So this guy... You know the the you know the guy who got attacked yeah, at the end. Yes, he's making this video where you know obviously you know they're recording their progress. Well, the episode after that cold opening begins with the with another part of this video. It appears to be recorded earlier because everybody's happy and fine. Yeah, right. An earlier recording of the crew who worked at this facility, Team Captain John Richter and his crew celebrate a successful drilling into an ice sheet. So we're thinking they're drilling down, you know, and this is the Arctic Circle. This ice probably goes really deep. Oh, yeah. We recognize Richter from the cold open as the man who was uh, recording the final message before he was attacked by someone else, and his name is Campbell. Right. The man who attacked him is also seen in this recording. He's standing in the back, but he's happy, too. You yeah, know, they, they're, they're like, yeah, we did, we did great. We did it. Yeah, nothing looks foreboding. The crew are, you know, again, as you said, they're happy, friendly. All is going as planned for whatever it is they're doing. We find that we're not just watching this video. We're watching with Mulder and Scully this video. So Mulder is showing this video to Scully. Yes. As it always is. Mulder is bringing the bizarre before. Yeah, he he has come upon something. Yeah, and he's setting it before Scully's feet for her great, you know. uh, So basically, hey, you're coming, right? (laughs) Yeah, and of course, Scully with her her own uh, eyes and mind, Mm -hmm. which is very different from Mulder's yet so necessary for him to have. So he's kind of, you know, showing her this. Um, And the men were scientists that made up the Arctic Ice Core project. They were sent to Alaska the year before by the government in order to drill into the ice and research the Earth's climate long ago. So you have to think, you know, the Earth's in layers, you know? Yes, yeah. So... So they're trying to go way it's, down there. It's a really amazing thing that if you if if you imagine, you know, and and I know this is a TV show, but you can imagine that they're, you know, if you imagine the polar ice caps. Yeah. You get down into really really you get way way down into that ice and you're looking at frozen water from, you know, God knows how long ago. Exactly. You know, w- w- which was around during God knows what kind of wildlife. Right. You know, it, so, just how the earth has changed, the uh, Yeah. the what you know the the life on earth things that way predate us right so Mulder has explained to scully that these experiments that they were doing the drilling was a success but then some sort of disaster struck he fast forwards to the events that took place during the cold open which was him saying we are not who we are mm-hmm. and of course the attack by campbell there we go uh which and this all took place on november 5th 1993 at eight thirty a.m 
which we know when we saw the cold opening, yeah. it was 8.29 a.m. Yep. when everything went down. We see Richter give this strange message, we are not who we are, you know, it all stops right here, right now. And then, of course, Campbell comes from behind, attacks him, and this interrupts the broadcast. I guess it, you know, damages the camera in some way. Scully, with her usual ability to try and explain what happened through science and medicine that is understood by men. You yeah. know, everything Scully uses to explain things are things that are already discovered. Right. So she applies theories mm-hmm. and methods that have already been presented, whereas Mulder, right. Mulder always reaches for what's beyond. Right. She's looking for the tangible, and he's looking for the intangible. Right. And she says, was it severe isolation distress? Mulder doubts it. And this is the thing. Scully has... It, I feel like at times when we watch episodes of The X-Files, Mulder and Scully, while working together, are also competing. Yeah, they are. It's almost like they're playing chess. Yeah, but it, yeah, I was going to say, it's not like Mental. they're trying to one-up each other, but it's like, hey, no offense, but I'm the best. And no offense, but I'm the best. <laughs> but, they, but they need each other's bests. Mulder is the best in his field, um, and Scully is the best in hers. Yeah. And not only that, not only is Scully next, not only is Scully, not only is, <laughs> is Scully an excellent FBI agent just by herself. Right. She's a medical doctor. This right. is a woman who could work in a hospital and be a doctor. Yeah, she's she's got an incredible skill set. Right. So she immediately sees what happens and is able to like pull out of her bag, like, oh, well, this could be severe isolation distress. Yeah. Mulder says no, <laughs> because these were men that were top geophysicists, heavily vetted for the job by the government. <clears throat> Another problem is that the weather's so bad, no one has been able to get into this facility to see what's going on. Right. And yeah. they were and he, he mentioned also that they were trained for every possible scenario, including yeah. isolation. Right. Because I mean that, I mean people it's when you go into space, when you go into wherever different kinds of scenarios, if you don't pass these psychological tests, mm-hmm. you know, they know what the worst outcome could be. So they're trying to to weed out, okay, who's gonna crack under the pressure? Yeah. These so are, these guys yeah. made it, so clearly it's it's not as likely that it was just isolation that made this happen. Right. So these these weren't any kind of so these weren't lightweights mm-hmm. as Mulder has explained to Scully. And, but I just thought it was interesting. I wanted to just kind of highlight yeah. how Scully is always ready to look at something, and she's very quick on the draw on like I think it's that, mm-hmm. and because she's brilliant. Yeah. But Mulder equally is able to counter that and say, "Well, hold on. Yeah. Before you get you know too settled in your theory, right." Which we need. We we need to. It's just as important to rule something out as to reach for you know the impossible. Absolutely. So here's the thing. But here's the thing. <laughs> Mulder and Scully have been assigned to investigate what happened because there is a three day window at this facility where the weather is going to be fairly calm before another storm hits. Yeah. So they have three days to go to this facility in Alaska where something horrible has happened. Yeah. And, and get to the bottom of it. So Mulder and Scully are going. Mulder tells Scully, I hope you, you know, bring your mittens. Right, yeah, bring right? your mittens, yeah. <laughs> and they go to Doolittle Airfield. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming they took a commercial flight from D.C., Yeah, landed in Doolittle Airfield, and are probably going to take a smaller plane. Yeah. You know, because Delta's not going to fly to um, no. the Arctic probably Circle. Probably cause a freaking, like, avalanche. Right. <laughs> and here they meet Danny Murphy. This is played by actor Steve Hitner or Heitner. Mm-hmm. If I'm saying the last name wrong, forgive me. I tried a, a couple different versions. <laughs> He's the professor of geology in UC San Diego. Steve Heitner, I'm just going to say Heitner, uh, he has quite a bit of credits. Uh, he's 
he was in seven episodes of Seinfeld. He was Kenny Banya. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's very talented. And yeah, I can tell he's definitely comedic. Yeah, he 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 was great. You know, he's kind of a he he was a cute, quirky little guy in this one. Yes, they're also joined by two other people to investigate. So you have Danny Murphy, professor of geology. You also have a Doctor De Silva and a Doctor Hodge. Doctor Hodge is played by Xander Berkeley. He's so good, fantastic. He's actor. good in everything. He had a very bit part in A Few Good Men. He was very That's good. That's right, he was. Well, usually, it doesn't matter how long he's on screen. He you remember ma- him. He makes an impression. I don't know what it is about he him. He was in, uh, was it 24 as well? Um, yeah. He was in one, one of the, he was, and like I hated him. Oh, he's very but, like, good. I love watching him. Yeah. He's, he's so he, good. He's good at playing these snide oh, yeah. guys. He's got that face that just like, huh, we're, we're gonna talk I know a, what you did. Yeah, and he's Dr. Hodge. We're going to talk a lot about Dr. Hodge. He was also in The Walking Dead. Was he? Yeah, he was the mayor or kind of head of that town. Oh, my gosh. That's and again, right. same kind of guy. Such a butt. Yeah, same kind of guy. I'm sorry, that's so juvenile, but he was. He was I'm, I've but been hanging out with my kids too much tonight. Xander He's Bur- a butt. Yeah, Xander Berkeley is a a fine actor, just very talented. And uh, you also have Dr. DeSilva. This is Felicity Huffman. She's great. And they are going also, here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Hodge and DeSilva, they don't know what's going on. They just know they've been called to right. come check this out. But they know they're going with two FBI agents, right? Ryan Mulder and well, Scully. And, and Hodge seems to think that he's not, he's the one without information because he thinks they yeah, have it. He th- that you nailed it. Okay, Hodge. Yeah. thinks that Mulder and Scully have inside information. They and don't, they, and they're just not sharing. It. We know they don't. Though. Yeah, we. Yeah, dramatic irony. The audience knows that they don't have extra information. So they think, and and honestly, Mulder and Scully think they might know something. Yeah. Hodge asks, in fact, Hodge asks everyone to show their ID. Yes. To make sure that everyone, you know. He says, who we are, let's make sure we are who we are, which is a nod to he also watched the film. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there's definitely this paranoia that's already setting in. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. Before they even get into this facility yeah. where, where things are really going to go wrong. They, right? Yeah, he already distrusts them. Yeah. A few moments later, the pilot shows up. <laughs> a man calling himself... Bear. Love it. He is this person, I yes. think, in real life. He also claims to be the only <laughs> man who's willing to fly the group there. This is Jeff Kober, so actor. Good. This is another guy that I've never seen in a in a leading role, but every time I see him in a supporting role, mm-hmm. he's unforgettable. I've also never seen him in a normal role. No. He's always he's a he's a character actor through and through. Okay. He's he he plays very interesting people. But incredibly talented. Oh, Again, gosh. Forget a, it. A, an excellent actor. He was in Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in uh, Walking Dead for an episode. Why do I not remember any of these yeah. people in Walking Dead? He it's was, because it's so traumatic. He was the guy that Daryl ran around with. His little group, you oh, know? Oh, the bad ones. Yeah, he was bad, you know? Yes. And he was also in New Girl, which I just okay. recently <laughs> watched. And I was like, it's Remy! Yeah. <laughs> He plays and he Remy. Pl- and he plays such a kooky person. It's great. But he's lovable. Yes. He's really lovable. Yeah, he's got like a, you know, devil may care attitude, but he's yeah. still jovial. Even when, even in roles where he's bad. Well, here's the thing. His versatility. Oh, yeah. Because in Walking Dead, he's awful. 
Yeah, that was that was terrible. I can't believe I didn't remember that it was him, but he really did transform into that role. But in um, New Girl, yeah, <laughs> uh, and definitely in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's a lovable guy. Yeah, you know, you really do like him. He has he's, he's like the Quint of the show. Like he's kind of like yes. You know, he was like, I want to see your credentials, and he's like, my credentials are I'm the only person who wants to fly you. So if you don't like it, you can walk. Right. <laughs> it's just he's like, listen, take it or leave it, babe. So they get to the facility. Yeah. You know, uh, Bear flies, again, Mulder Scully, Hodge and Sil- Doctors Hodge and De Silva, and Dr. Murphy to the facility. They enter and are shocked by what they see. The facility's trashed. Uh, all the scientists are dead. Very scary. M- Mulder and Scully and the scientists, Hodge and De Silva, and Murphy, and Bear. <laughs> and Bear. Beg- sounds so you know, absurd. Well, because when, yeah. they, when they get there, Mulder says, everybody... You know, let's document the scene. Yeah. We got to document the scene. We can't, you know, we, we can't touch anything. We want to know, right. Until we, we can't start cleaning up no. and getting the, and getting bodies out until we actually document, you know, yeah. how the atrocities of what right, happened. Right. Until we try to come up with some kind of story. Mulder makes an interesting discovery. Samples of ice that were drilled from the scientists from far below the Earth's surface. He finds them in like this freezer. Uh, and Mulder kind of makes a comment. He goes, you know, you got millions of years here yeah. mel- melting away, you know. And that is the key. They are melting. That is the key. Yeah, well, they're melting. And it's also the key that, again, this is very old. Yeah. This is very old and very deep into the that we, we're, or, we're officially in the dark about what this may contain. Right. As they continue to search, Mulder is suddenly attacked by the dog that we saw during the cold open. Yeah. Uh, the sole survivor in the facility is this Aww, poor dog. Poor buddy. You know? He was all by himself. It attacks Mulder. Everybody runs to the scene. You know, Scully, the scientist, Bear show up. Bear's bitten by the dog yeah. in, in the scuffle. Eventually, they're able to... <laughs> he takes it like a champ. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, they're able to subdue the dog. They, they're able to hold it down. Hodge is able to put it to sleep with a sedative. You know, Hodge is a very able... Here's the thing. Yeah. He's able and he's smart. This is important. But he's just... Na- he's kind of has a nasty attitude. He does, but okay. He, so I, I, I wasn't going to say this until later. I'm going to say it now. I think <laughs> the, the best character in this episode and the most layered is Hodge. Yeah, he's really good. He actually okay. Yeah, uh, yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Not there yet. So, so he. I mean, he's not afraid to come in and help. He's not like, oh, I'm not gonna. Yeah. He comes in. You know, they subdue he, the dog. Yeah. He's a hard truth guy. He is. If he thinks he's right, he there does, is that. He does yeah. not. Well, no, but. I, the thing is, though, what he bases his "I think I'm right" on is not junk. No, I think I was going to say that. I he's said, I think he's that, just like, listen, I'm going to do what I got to do to, you know, make this okay. And he's got a problem. Yeah, his problem is he's on he's on this little ice cap facility. Yeah, with Dana Scully. Right. So they were interesting together. Yeah, because they're both at the top of their game. I think these are two people that probably rarely feel like they're wrong. Yeah. Because I think they rarely aren't wrong, right? They, yeah, they're. It's it's not often that Scully is challenged, unless it's by Mulder, which she's just used to at this point. But here's the thing: it's different, you know. Mulder, it's I don't there's know. a there's an, an affection with Mulder, so it's yeah. different. And but she helps Mulder, mm-hmm. so even and even he at, helps her. Even at times where I think we know that Scully's been mistaken, she still brings value mm-hmm. to in, into Mulder's world. Yeah, and so outside of Mulder, Scully is on her game and I think Hodge is another one who I think you know comes from a field where he's rarely wrong yeah so I so they were interesting together mm-hmm. you know 
So, again, Hodge comes in. He puts the dog to sleep. I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Hodge puts the dog to sleep. And they examine the dog and find several startling things. Uh, black nodules, like these black bumps under the dog's, like, legs. Like, yeah, like, kind yeah. of its armpits, I guess. If yeah. the dog had armpits, you know, it would be, like, Yeah, under. and the lymph nodes. Yeah. And swollen lymph nodes. Dr. De Silva, Felicity Huffman's character, she says this is symptoms of bubonic plague. Now, what do we know about bubonic plague? Well, it's not been around for a good while. It wasn't really a threat. I mean, it, 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 the last time it was a real threat was, God, the Middle the Ages. ages yeah. Yeah, the Middle Ages. The Middle Ages, yeah. So this tells us something. Mm-hmm. Skin irritation, the dog has skin irritation. And most shocking, something appears to be moving and crawling under the dog's skin. Yeah. Yeah. And any any uh, sci-fi paranormal person, we all were like, okay, all right, we know. We, we might know what this is. Right. We've all seen Alien. Now, <laughs> now Bear has left. He's bandaged. He, he goes into a bathroom to bandage his wound. Yeah. He got bit by the dog. He said, ah, give me this stuff. I'll do it. Like, yeah. Scully was going to try to fix him up. He's like, nah, man, I got it. As Bear bandages his wound, he has a sudden pain at his side. He takes his shirt off to see what it is, and we see that the, the, the nodules, the nodes that were on, mm-hmm. on the dog are on him. And, of course, Bear is, you know, he's visibly frightened and disturbed by this, but he keeps it a keeps secret. Keeps it close to the chest. Yeah, he doesn't tell anybody. Well, because also, he wasn't in there for that discovery, so he doesn't know what that means. True. He was out of the loop of that discussion. Had he been there, I mean, they would have quarantined him. They would have forced him into a quarantine anyway. So, in a way, it's kind of like, you know, well, what else was he going to do, you know? Yeah. So the investigation continues. Scully finds that the scientists have killed each other, with the exception of Campbell and Richter, who they killed themselves. Yeah. Richter and Campbell, uh, of course, before they killed themselves, though, they were attacking each other. You yeah. Know, yeah. Campbell attacked Richter. So this is strange. Though. Yeah. So w- violence mm-hmm. towards each other. These these scientists suddenly display sudden violence. Yeah. Sudden violence towards each other and aggression. Bear shows up. And begins nervously asking if the black nodules were found on any of the men. Strangely, they were not. Mm. But Hodge, is he someone you have to listen to in this episode? Yeah. And he, you don't want to because you're kind of like, ugh, no, you suck. But he's right about this. Right. He notes, excuse me, <clears throat> he notes that the dog, excuse me, Hodge notes that the dog's nodules the, disappeared. Yeah. Had recently disappeared. And he surmises that the black spots are early signs of some disease, that it, it progresses, mm, okay. and, and these black nodules, these bumps disappear. Yeah. So Bear is definitely this ticking time bomb. Yeah. We're worried. He's sweating. It's clear he doesn't He's nervous. feel well. Yeah. Yeah. Mulder finds, quote, we are not who we are, mm-hmm. you know, scribbled on papers and really erratic writing. So it, it, it's, it's, again, this... It just reminded me of the thing the yeah. whole time, you know. Uh, and he begins conferring with Murphy. Mulder and Murphy kind of uh, uh, um, have like an affinity for each other, I think. Whereas underneath Scu- the surface, whereas Scully and Hodge, though they're they're um, really tense and yeah. uh, volatile, right? They kind of pair up and, and are yeah, ba- it's and interesting, are, and are bouncing off each other. I think they're the two smartest people in the room. Yeah, you know, so. He begins, but anyway, Mulder is conferring with uh, Murphy, and 
this uncovers more information. We're getting more and more. And this this episode did a good job slowly peeling yeah, off the layers. Yeah, it was of really good information. Yeah, I kept thinking during this episode, this could be a whole movie. Like I don't, oh, yeah. I don't want this to be just an episode. Right. And I it want, was like it was the thing. And see, I've <laughs> never seen the thing. Oh yeah. So good. I was like, I do not want this episode to end. I want there to be more <laughs> happening. Right. Well, Mulder and Murphy talk, and and Murphy reveals you know, has discovered some information. He shares it with Mulder. He says, the scientists thought they were drilling into an ice sheet that was 3,000 feet deep. Now, 3,000 is... That's pretty darn. That's two miles. Yeah. Uh, a mile is about 1,500 and yeah. something, almost 1,600 feet. So 3,000 feet deep. In actuality, it was much deeper. Oh, my. The ice sheet was 6,000 feet deep. Holy cow. The reason why it was uh, they didn't realize it was so deep is because the surface below... The ground that the ice was covering yeah. is concaved, which means it was like a, a oh, U, interesting, a U-shaped, which D- Murphy says is indicative of a crater. Mm. Mulder's ears perk up. Yeah. Now, now Mulder has become he's way, like way more invested than he was before. And not only that, now Mulder has become um, one of the smartest people. He's in like, it. Yeah. excuse me. I've got this now. <laughs> We're dealing with all these medical things, uh, these viral symptoms and things like that. So you have Mulder and Hodge, they're on it, you know. Yeah. But now you have this idea of something extraplanetary. Yeah. A, a crater. That which caused means, the concave yeah. nature of the ground. Something outside of Earth has contacted this area. Yeah. And there's weird stuff going on, and this is where Mulder is the sage on the stage, right? Yeah. So um, Murphy reveals more. The ice sheet has high levels of ammonium. Too high of a percentage to be considered earthly. He's like, there's no place on Earth that has this high levels of ammonium. Mulder proposes that something extraplanetary is involved because yeah. uh, there are planets uh, beyond the solar system that have a lot of ammonium. Yeah. What's more is Murphy has found a microscopic larval creature in the ice. So now we have a life form. Oh, Lord. He's looking at it in the microscope. It's this little, this looks like a tadpole type thing. Yeah. Both teeth. Scully or something <laughs> like yeah. Scully recognized it as something. <clears throat> excuse me, that she saw in Richter's blood. Ah, uh. all the while Bear is watching fearfully, and it's clear he's not feeling well. Mulder and Scully are uh, are now on the same page. They believe this is some kind of organism in the larval stage, meaning it's going to grow. Yeah. Murphy suggests it must have lived in the ice and somehow has affected the scientists that were there before and probably had something to do mm-hmm. with, with with their fate. Um, you know, so Hodge disagrees. Uh, Hodge asserts. Uh, and Bear, clearly frightened, is ready to leave. So Hodge is like, no, 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 no. This, this, right. is, this is You out- mentioned Spaceman and he's out. Yeah, this is outlandish. But and Bear is not feeling well. He knows there's something wrong with him, so he's ready. To, he just wants to leave. Yeah. Mulder objects because if there is some kind of viral thing going on, and now there's some there's a tiny organism, mm-hmm. it means that they have to come to the hard conclusion that they may be susceptible to be infected. Right. And they cannot just leave until they until they make sure they're not. Yeah. Infected. Not not going to spread something. Right. There's a realization. I believe it's Dr. DeSilva that says uh, Bear was bitten by the dog. Yeah. So Scully comes up with an idea. Everyone needs to be tested to make sure they're not infected. They have to provide blood and stool samples. Awesome. <laughs> right. Bear refused. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. So blood and crap. 
Yep. <laughs> They're about to get real close. Um, yeah, seriously. Bear refuses to do this. He attempts to get on the plane, and Mulder turns, you know, some Bear leaves, like, I'm out of here. And Mulder turns to the group and says, we've got to stop him from leaving. Yeah. So Mulder and Scully, of course, we know that they're armed. Mulder pulls his gun and basically says, you can't go, Bear. Bear attacks Mulder, but the group is able to subdue him, and they notice something around the back of his Mm -hmm. neck where his spine is moving. Hodge and Scully cut into Bear. So again, Again, Hodge is like, get my bag, get my bag. Yeah. Like, he, he knows immediately we got to get so, this thing out. I know Hodge is kind of like, oh my gosh, this guy. It's like yeah. he's a foil. But when things go wrong, he's ready. He he, he goes right in and he's and effective. He, and he, like he, usually when, it, when the chips are down, he makes the right call. Yes. Usually. Yes. Hodge and Scully, Scully being a medical doctor, they cut into Bear and remove a worm-like organism. And it's tough it was it was tough to watch so but when they remove it it releases this um this liquid this black liquid Ugh. Mulder then goes to the radio uh and calls for help makes a distress call but there's a problem the storm that they had three days this three-day window uh, the storm's moving in much quicker of course it is when Mulder returns from making the distress call bear is dead oh uh, he died moments after this worm-like organism yeah. was removed from his body. So now they have something, though. To, yeah. you know, they have the one that was in the freezer, right? And now they have this. Now they have this. Yeah. After some preliminary tests, Hodge is baffled by this parasite. Both he and Scully find again. Hodge and Scully working together. Yep. Find that the parasite was found deep in the brains of the scientists, specifically in their hypothalamus gland, and this is where Hodge says this is why they were the, the scientists mm-hmm. were displaying such aggression, and Bear was being aggressive. Uh, th- this violent behavior uh, is controlled in the hypothalamus. Yeah, he goes, and that's where these worms go. Right, they like lodge themselves there. Yeah, Richter and Campbell's suicide at the beginning. Uh, according to Mulder, he says Richter and Campbell must have had this moment where they decided heroically. Yeah, like a lucid moment. A lucid moment, yeah, where they decided to heroically stop the parasites and, and essentially save anyone who could, who would come, who would stumble upon the, the yeah. facility. Later that night, Scully informs Mulder that she intends to kill the parasites. A a a a great moment in the episode here, yeah. where Mulder and Scully have their difference of views. Scully wants to kill the parasite so it doesn't go out and, 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 and threaten Earth's population. Yeah. Why does Mulder not want to kill it? Well, he want, he, he's like, listen, like, well, one, there's, I think it's, it's twofold. There's his, there's his never-ending curiosity about what's out there. Yes, the truth. But there's also, if this happens again or this other thing deep down there gets out, we'll have no idea how to stop it. And if we don't, so he's right, but you're and also, so is she. Yeah, and and this is a big. This is actually a really big fight between them. But we had seen, and we see throughout, Scully is not afraid to like not only foil Mulder, but to to stand right head on against him. Yeah, and say no. You know, it's a wonderful, interesting, layered um, part of their relationship. Yeah. And yes, yeah, so they, they they are at odds. Scully, yeah, like, but if you know, if you look kill. at their if if you look at their conflict, which I couldn't help but notice this, if, when you look at the conflict between Mulder and Scully, and then the conflict between Scully and Hodge, 
Right. It's different. the the fight oh, yeah. The fight with Mulder is more passionate because there's there's love there. Whether they do. it's whether it's platonic or, or otherwise. No. The, yeah. We, we, I mean, we know we, how you know. But. Right. And we talked about that. But but whatever it doesn't. We're not we're not debating on. We're not talking about what kind of love it is. No. It doesn't we not. know it is. There's love, but more importantly, love. there's trust there. The yeah. difference between her standoff with Hodge is she knows he doesn't trust her, and she sure as heck doesn't really trust him. Right. So that's why the the standoff with with Hodges it's it's colder and more concise but it's meaner yes and definitely. but i so i almost love what i mean i hate watching Mulder and Scully fight but like you know it's because they're both incredibly passionate and yes. it's safe to do that oh with yeah with each other you know i don't Absolutely know it's, no, it's even true. watching them fight i'm like oh y'all are married well yeah when <laughs> two people that love each other and care about each other are at odds the fight's worse because it's like it's more I intense. love you, see my side. It's more intense, right? It's kind of like, you know, Skull's like, come but, on, be be on my side. He's like, no, be on my side. And right. they can't meet in the middle yet. So, again, just to recap, Scully wants to kill the parasite, Mulder wants to preserve it. But this leads to the Mulder moment. Yep. The hypothesis that really gives us exposition as to, you know, Mul- the Mulder moment, uh, you know, through Mulder, especially, uh, at least in the, uh, definitely in these early episodes... <laughs> Through Mulder, uh, the story is essentially revealed. Uh, the the secret yes. the secret of the story is revealed always through Mulder. The missing he always has that missing piece. Yeah, and he and he always gives it through a hypothesis. Yeah, so what is this? This is like Mulder moment number eight. This is episode number yeah. eight. And we need this, to start keeping track of them. And again, <laughs> I'm not quoting this verbatim, but this is essentially what Mulder explains to Scully. The ice sheet is formed over a meteor crater. The worms live in ammonia and can survive sub-zero temperatures. Mulder references planets, of course, out in space, yeah. far from the sun, right. sub-zero temperatures, high levels of ammonia. The meteor that crashed hundreds of thousands of years before carried these alien worms from another planet where they have been in the ice for millennia and were released by the scientists' drilling experiment. Right. So a piece of some planet yeah. has crashed onto Earth carrying these life forms. And it's surviving. Covered by an ice age. Yeah. An ice age actually proved to be perfect conditions for them to live. Yeah, it's too perfect. Right. And now here are these scientists drilling, and they have released and unlocked this you know, this, this alien life form. Right. Scully sticks to her guns, as she always does, and wants to kill the parasite to protect Earth. Mulder wants again, as we said, to keep it alive, to study and learn about it. As they argue, Hodge and De Silva are having their own little powwow. Mm-hmm. And you can hear Mulder and Scully. Yeah. They're going at They it. just don't understand what's happening. This is something that's been going on since seven episodes ago, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. But as they argue, Hodge and De Silva convince themselves that Mulder and Scully somehow knew about this stuff all along. He's like, oh yeah, they knew it. Yeah, they're government agents. <laughs> Paranoia then ensues as Hodge, in response to Mulder and Scully's tense argument, suggests when Mulder and Scully get back that everyone check themselves for symptoms of the parasite. The men, Hodge, Mulder, and Murphy, check each other. They're clean. Scully and De Silva check themselves. They're clean. They decide to retire for the night, but no one can really get any rest as everyone is still paranoid that some, someone among them is infected. Right, because they're not marked right now. They don't know what the incubation period for this thing is either. No, and the black spots don't mean anything because they come and go. Yeah, so. Right. Nothing, and it, it shows shots of each of them in their room, and, you know, Scully's, like, she, she barricades she, she herself, sits against the door, and oh, yeah. and um, Hodge is making a list of, 
who it could of be. Course. He's of very course, anal- very analytical. Mulder is kind of freaked out. He is, but he manages to get some sleep he because does. he's Mulder. He yeah, can do that. Exactly. He can he can turn it on and off. Yeah. Amazingly, he awakes in the middle of the night though. Mulder mm-hmm. does, uh, and carefully emerges from his room with a flashlight. And of course, uh, he uh, does find something. He always does. He finds Murphy is missing from his room. Murphy has kind of been his buddy through this. Yeah, and Murphy's just—I mean, like, when things get tense, he puts in his little headphones and, and like, listens to old football. Yeah, games. he's like, "I'm out. I'm yeah. uh, I'm, I'm checking out." <laughs> Murphy is missing though. Mulder finds Murphy though, dead in one of the freezers. His throat has been slit. At that moment, Mulder finds again. Mulder finds Murphy, and and moments later, Scully, Hodge, and De Silva enter, and Hodge, of course. Immediately accuses Mulder of killing Murphy. He's like, you killed him immediately. Well, it, you know, it did look very... It, it didn't look great. No, because Mulder's standing, you know, right. standing over his body. And Mulder becomes hostile. And Scully, though she believes Mulder, does suggest that he gets tested. Scully does love Mulder. Yeah. But she cannot get away from the fact that she is a child of science. Yeah. You know, and she says, Mulder, you need to get tested. Yeah. Right? Mulder refuses to, to be tested, though. Yeah. So this is so Mulder doesn't do a great job defending himself no. early on. Mulder, refuses. but Mulder does this sometimes. Yeah. He's like, you know what? On principle, no. And and we have Scully, and I'd say one of her finest moments because she's just incredibly brave to do this. She yeah. pulls her gun on Mulder. Yeah. It's really incredible. I know because you and it th- looks like it hurts her to do it. You would think she wouldn't. Do- oh yeah, you could see it. Yeah. in her eyes. Great acting. She pulls her gun on Skull, uh, on Mulder. As De Silva and Hodge continue to accuse him, Scully reasons with Mulder and convinces him to at least... Yeah. Cor- to she at says, least- you, may, you may not be yeah. you. You, yeah, we, you, may you, don't not. Know, you may not be who you are. So she and can- that's what got me. I was like, oh. Yeah. And, but this does convince Mulder to quarantine. Yeah. Only she could do yeah. it. She locks Mulder into a room and warns that he's... And Mulder, though, because you have to understand, <laughs> Mulder is brilliant, too. Yeah. And even though I'm watching this, and I didn't remember this episode, I'm thinking the whole time, like, Mul- I know Mulder didn't kill Murphy, and he's no. not infected. Mulder turns to Scully as she shuts the door and says, he's safer in that room than she is out there. Yep. And that gets to Scully. I think she kind of, you know. Yeah, she believes him. Yeah. And the but cor- she's got to be careful. And the paranoia will continue. Yes. Mulder is in quarantine. Hodge, De Silva, and Scully become wary of each other. Hodge doesn't like that Scully's the only one with a gun, which prompts her to unload. She's got two pistols. She unloads them and throws the clips outside. She throws the bullets outside. Yeah, she's like pissed, too. She's like, man, get off my back. Scully attempts to send out a distress call, as Mulder did. Goes unanswered. Moments later, Scully takes a look at two infected blood samples mixed together. This is important. Well, and she also checks um, Felicity Huffman, like, kind of incognito. Yeah, that does She tries to kind of... And he's like, what are you doing? She's like, you know what I'm doing. Yeah, Hodge, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they don't trust each other. Yeah. Um, But uh, one of the things that De Silva accidentally does is she accidentally mixes two infected. Her and Hodge are working on a, you know. they're, like they're a sample. They're working on a sample. And she accidentally mixes two. Uh, infected blood. Infected blood samples together. And he said to add a uninfected blood sample. Yeah, but she accidentally added an infected one. Scully happens to look in and she sees the two larvae from the two samples kill each other. Yeah. And that gives her, you know, the light bulb goes off. Yeah. They d- she has discovered a cure. Introducing a second worm into the body of an infected individual 
will call will cause both the worms to kill each other since the parasites can't tolerate another another parasite in the host. They have to right. be the only one. Right. And uh, Hodge questions this because he says, "Well, no, they would they would want to." To procreate, to breed. She goes, and, she goes, and uh, Huffman, not full of Huffman. Um, De Silva. De Silva says, well, no, worms are, they, they're asexual. Ase- they're asexual. They don't, they don't have to. Right. So there does only, there can only be one vastest gun yeah. in the West. They're Highlander worms. Yeah, yes. there can be only one. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Um, so they're going to test it. Yeah, they're going to test it, right? Test your theory, of course. They're yeah. scientists. Absolutely. Uh, and, and and what they want to do is they they're like well we need to give Mulder the treatment they we need to get we need to put another worm in Mulder right but then she's like but if he's not if infected he's not infected we're gonna you've infect infected him, him. you're yeah. gonna infect him right this is a big shot Hodge and De Silva get Scully to talk to Mulder to convince him to go through with the treatment Scully is truly not sure if Mulder's infected or not we just said that yeah in the quarantine room Scully goes in Mulder allows Scully to inspect him and he's clean yeah. Mulder then checks Scully. Mm-hmm. She's clean. So they emerge from the quarantine room. Scully declares Mulder is clear of yeah. any infection. So am I. But then they are both attacked by Hodge and Silva. Yeah, she goes, she goes, so it has to be one of you. It has to be one of you, and then they attack. Yeah, both of them. Both of them attack. Yeah. Right? Which is interesting. Which, at that moment, I'm watching this, and I'm like, of course they're bad. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, keyword, they planted it or something. They, keyword, yeah. they're bad. Yeah. but but that's but, how it looks. That's how it looks. Again, <laughs> this is how it looks. Good writing. <laughs> yes. Uh, Scully is forced, I believe, by De Silva into the quarantine room, They uh, and then De Silva and Hodge hold Mulder down, and they attempt to put a worm in his ear. During this, though, Hodge looks over and sees a worm moving under the neck, mm-hmm. the skin of the neck of Doctor De Silva. Yep, and he, I mean, he and he, he stops. flies away. He stops. Yeah. So now we're at the point that I've been wanting to talk to <laughs> uh, talk about all night. Hodge is good. Yes. He, but like I said, is he difficult? Absolutely. Is he, is he ornery? Is he probably a little arrogant? Yes. He as soon as he sees that she's infected. He he lets go of Mulder. Yeah, because now we know he truly is after the truth. Yes, and he but but he is much more cutthroat about it. He is, but there's something about people that are complicated, characters that are complicated, characters that that are flawed. Hodges, you know, very very. He's uh, just arrogant. And, yeah, I, you know, he's definitely a know it all. And he's but distrustful. he's distrustful. It's not it's not without cause. The guy's brilliant. Right, right, right. You know, so but there's something about when someone like that. You realize, oh no, they don't want to be. It wasn't bad. a vendetta. It was just that he thought he was infected. He thought Mulder was infected. He thought Mulder was infected. It really was not personal. He lets go. Mulder is able to free himself, and De Silva runs and off. And she goes crazy. Yeah, she, she's yeah. breaking glass for no yeah. reason. Yeah, she's, she's just nuts. Right. And now we're we're seeing a little bit of what happened to the scientist. But of- now I want to talk about the fact that I always knew it was her. Go ahead. So I, I, I couldn't say anything now, I, until I, now. I wasn't certain because I didn't no. remember this episode. I knew it wasn't Mulder. Yeah. And and after Murphy died, I said, "Well, Mulder and Scully aren't going to be responsible for Murphy's death. It's either Hodge or De Silva." Right. So I thought it was her. Um, at one point, uh, it was when they went into the, went into their rooms. Okay. And she looked like she was having trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, hmm. And then the next scene, she was like. Is it hot? And she looked noticeably worse than Hodge in that scene. 
Yeah. And it was he's like, yeah, the heat's off. But Mulder and Scully had their coats on just a room over. I think, and Hodge had made up his mind to trust DeSilva and not Mulder. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, he he obviously had a working relationship with her. He knew he knew her in some way, even if it was just from the car right over. You right, know, sure. But um, she, I, I I watched her most of the episode and how she acted, and I was like, she, it's her because she's she's skittery yeah. and she's weird. You're often good at that though, and she's sweaty and like. Let me say that Brooke is not only good at this in, in, in shows, and I'm not going to go into the details, but Brooke is good at picking that stuff out in real life. Like, you can pick out these kind of things in real a per, life. A person's issue or what, what, uh, the, what they might really be like. You generally are able to predict kind of like, yeah, I think you could pick a villain out of the room in real life. That's yeah. why I used to, uh, yeah, before, but you know, my in my young days of what am I going to be when I'm, you know, when I get into college and da da da, I wanted to be a forensic psychologist. I wanted to interview criminals. And uh, work for the FBI. So there you go. Yeah. So could have done it, so but then I would have been it. super depressed. So I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Now I just uh, you know tell tell kids to sit down and be quiet and do their work. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's uh, although uh, that skill does help me in the classroom. It does definitely. Of so De Silva has escaped. You, <laughs> She's wreaking havoc. Uh, Mulder, Scully, go in pursuit of De Silva. Hodge grabs the worm off the floor with like some tweezers or whatever, yeah. and, he, and he follows. I know my, the whole that whole scene when they're scurrying. I was like, "Where's the worm? Where's oh, the worm?" I was thinking I was that like, too. It's going to get in somebody's like ear right. or something. I was freaking out. Well, I'm glad he found it. So after a brief struggle, though, they're able to subdue De Silva, and Hodge gives her the second worm, and it's clear based on De Silva's uh, Doctor De Silva's yeah. physical reaction that. Uh, it worked. Yeah. Well, and we and we forgot to mention yeah, they, they did, did test it on the dog. They tested it on the dog, right? And it worked because it worked. the dog passed the and worms. It, it became their buddy, the and they were feeding it. Yeah, the dog was. Yeah. Fine. So it, it it proved that it not only worked, but the host survives it. Yeah, the host survives, and that was the most important part. So yeah. I can't believe we forgot to say that, but that's all right. No, it's okay. But there's a brief struggle. They subdue De Silva. They give her the second worm. It kills the last two, and and she's cured. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a moment too because Skull's like Mulder, and he's like, "Do it," knowing I've I've lost my chance at studying this thing. Yeah, but, well, but I, well, right, but uh, uh, at least for now, for now, for now. But I mean, what I mean is in this episode. Oh, definitely. In this episode, he's well, yeah. like he's facing in this. I'm just talking about this moment. In this moment, yeah. he's facing losing this. Yeah. you know, well, we still sample. got the we still got the end. We got to talk about. Oh, of course, but um. But yeah, so he. But again, Mulder's going to. He's going to preserve life. He's gonna. He's gonna do the right thing always. Yeah. Well, I think I, I. In my opinion, when it comes down to it, you know, Earth and its people, the people that live here, as much as you know, and interesting and, and important as, as it would be to study a, another life, uh, you know, I think about in my life. You know, you think about family first when you're thinking about extraplanetary. And I mean, look, there's billions of people on Earth, but I, I would think when you're when you're in some when you're dealing with some extraplanetary threat, I'll be like, well, hey, we need to look after the people on Earth. The people first. that are here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's family first. You exactly. know, exactly. Whether it's global or you know just in your house. Right? Yeah, it's true. So Mulder has this moment of like, so that's that was good to see in Mulder to yes. know that his drive doesn't doesn't drive him to do something terrible or, or compromise the the safety of of the people. You know. Yeah, around him. Our, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the worms are dead. 
Da Silva's cured. Everyone's safe. They have her in a little like hazard has mask well, suit. Yeah. And they're so obviously her. a rescue comes. Yes, thank God. And, and they're taken back to the airfield. I'm assuming this is at Doolittle where they left. Yeah. Da Silva and the dog are taken to be quarantined and further tested to make sure they're safe to be released. Mulder wants to go back to the facility. He turns to... So we have Mulder, Scully, and Hodge. And they're like, oh, thank goodness, we can leave. Yeah, and Mulder goes, I'm going to go back. With, <laughs> with We're going to be prepared. We're going to have a task force. Yeah. We're going to do all this stuff. And Hodge, Hodge says, stop right there. Because 45 minutes after the rescue, the facility was burned to the ground mm-hmm. by the military and the CDC. Yeah, and he was like, didn't you know? He's like, they're your people. <laughs> But he didn't know. He did, but that, but that, that shows you where Hodge has been coming from this whole time. Yeah, he says he's, they're your people, and he leaves. Yeah, and he's he's clearly like you know annoyed with government and how it withholds, you know. Right. So he kind of he kind of puts that on Mulder. But but um, but uh, the the final analysis of Hodge, uh, it, it's clear he has no regard for government workers and right, kind of, right, 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 and, and it's clear that he thinks he's a big fan of himself, but. He was a hero in this episode. He was, and uh, he left without really any accolades. No, he didn't. He, he just, just kind of walked off. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, so he he was good. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, he was. And and he's one. And and thus far has been one of my favorite. <laughs> you know, like supporting X Files characters. Yeah. I really enjoyed him. Um, but it's devastating for Mulder yeah. because once again the government has come in and has stopped him from reaching the truth. Yep. Right. So Hodge leaves. Mulder turns to Scully, tells her there are still life forms in that ice. Scully looks off into the what do you call it? The omniscient, the, yeah, yeah, the the omniscient left. Yeah. <laughs> she just kind of looks off and she says, "Quote, leave it there," and walks away. Mulder accepts defeat yet again and follows Scully. Yeah, and that's the episode. And 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 that is and that's interesting for Scully. Mm-hmm. She's uh, and it's just another characteristic of her character. She's fine with being like, I don't want to know about it, right? But have you thought about why? Why? Is because it? when there's a moment in the episode where she says, "Mulder, if we if if we stay here and we don't destroy this stuff, we're going to end up with with guns in each other's faces, just like right. uh, Richter and um, Campbell." And then it happens. Yeah, and then it happens. But but think about it. What would she allow? To get in, what she would never allow anything to get in that path. No, and so to me, and I, I, I now, I now, Scully will walk away from this kind of stuff because this isn't her. This is the truth with, that Mulder's looking for. That's not her quest. No, she's I, supportive, but that's not her okay, quest. So I think, yeah, and I want to bring in um, Scully's personal faith. Yes, she's Catholic, mm-hmm. and. You know, and and I'm not, I'm not. Of course, Catholicism and Christianity aren't the only religions that require a measure of faith, which no, means believing in something, you, which means believing in something you don't see. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just that that's hers in the in, in this in in this particular in, universe in story. Yeah, yeah. Scully's Catholic. I think Scully's convictions, which are very strong, mm-hmm. uh, I think is is why she's able to be like, I don't understand it, and I'm fine with that. Right. And Mulder's like. He would be the one that would be willing to damage himself. And, yes, and and, he, and 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 it happens. 
Which and it is, happens. Yeah. Well, we saw that with, you know, he was living with homeless people to try to find, you know, the Jersey Devil, you know. Yeah. He, he, he went into that faci- that military facility that one oh, episode. Oh, yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. When, got when Scully, like, pr- turned into, like, Mad Max. Yeah, and, like, she almost... had to to get him out of it. Yeah. yeah. But, but, that, but that right there is another key. When it's Mulder, she'll pull out all the stops. Right. But Scully is able to say, and this is a strength of her character, is mm-hmm. able to say, Mulder. Leave it. We cannot go any further. We have to let it be. Yeah. She goes, just leave it there. And it's true. Mm-hmm. You have to imagine. So, you know, uh, imagine in this episode, in that ice, there's more of those things. Yeah. And we don't know how many more. No. But the government coming in and burning the facility down tells us that, you know, they obviously are going to, you know, deal with it, take care of it, and make sure well, that it's Well, we hope, but again. at the same time, that's a little nerve-wracking. If they're burning that facility down and they try to do any more, they might not kill them. They might just release them. Who knows? Because the government... Typically in this show, at least the well, <laughs> the government does a lot of dumb stuff, yeah, because they don't understand, yeah. True. And uh, but no, to me, when she said leave it, I, of course I attributed that to Scully can do that with these things because now with sometimes with scientific things she's not she's not willing yeah. to to leave it alone. But this, I, I thought just to me in my romantic mind, it's I, it was twofold. She for me. she didn't deny. That these things were alien, which it was clear. I think for I think that the, the the proof was there. Yeah, there, uh, there's no there's no question. Mulder for Mulder, it's clear. Yeah, Scully, it never address. She never got past just the fact that these are threats. We have to deal yeah. with them. Well, I mean, whether they were alien in nature or whether there was it was just some ancient creature that's been here forever and. Or maybe you something know we've that, ne- we've just never yeah, uncovered ma- it. Maybe something that should have been extinct. Extinct. Right. That should that should have never been uncovered, right? You know, so there, there's there's a multitude of kind like the whole idea of like dinosaurs and humans. There's yeah. a reason why we, we don't coexist. Exactly. There's so, a reason why nature chose them to go and brought us in. Right. Exactly. So I mean, she that could be how she's rationalizing it. She never explicitly says, "Okay, yes, Mulder's right. They're aliens," but it doesn't no. matter because they are the threat subdued. such a huge threat and look and look at what it did to the people in that room right. imagine what it would do to a city yeah it's just interesting know? to see i just loved how i just i found that a really powerful moment i'm like scully yeah, scully is able to just say uh yeah it's a it's a mystery molder there's no telling what's there and i'm fine walking away from it where yeah. molder's like i want to see how deep i can get into it yeah and that's again At, even to his detriment yeah it's yeah so but it was a great episode you yeah know? it was really good uh, I, I like i said i think it's one of one of, at least one of my favorite x-file episodes it was really good yeah i enjoyed it and and again uh yeah we need to watch the thing so now that's maybe i didn't realize you hadn't seen it it's never one of, it. in my opinion, one of Kurt Russell's. There's a lot of those 80s horror movies that I never saw because no. I wasn't allowed it's to. It's one of Kurt Russell's best performances, and his and, and he has one of the best heads of hair. Oh, he still does. Oh, he still does, but his hair and beard, like, I want that look. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when I think of R.J. McCready, that's his character yes. in the thing. So, uh, anyways, uh, guys, we've missed you. Yes. Uh, we hope you've stuck with us, um, and if you have, we appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Uh, we 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 you know um, we have learned these past few weeks how how difficult it is to have any of it mm-hmm. you know um, or have any of it worth doing something in yeah so but here we are and, and we're uh, so happy to be here and uh, we're sorry that um, we have been away for a few weeks but uh, we've missed you we're happy that you're here and uh, again you know thank you for spending any amount of time just listening to us 
ramble on about the, these great things that happened in the 90s. Brooke, why don't you tell, us, uh, tell them, <laughs> our, our dear friends and family, which they are, um, uh, how they can find us, anyone in case they're new and such. Uh, if you are on Instagram, that's where we spend most of our time, where we connect with people and post. Uh, we're at the Tape Store, and we're on TikTok by the same name. If you're on Twitter, we're the Tape Store Pod, and if you'd like to shoot us an email, we'd love to hear from you. We're the Tape Store Podcast at gmail dot com. I feel so out of practice. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, we will see you next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure what we're going to do yet. I've uh, been so busy. Things have been so crazy. Uh, but we're excited. The inspiration will come. The inspiration will come, <laughs> and uh, we look forward to seeing you and meeting you there with more great 80s and 90s nostalgia on the Tape Store Podcast. Uh, we love you all. We thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Until then, this is Toby. And this is Brooke. Take care, everyone. Bye. And the truth is out there.